Hey everyone and welcome to Tea Time with Austin. This is a podcast where we will discuss things going on in the pop culture and entertainment world. We will divulge into some of the most juiciest gossip and I will give you my take on everything in between. So grab your teacups and let's start sipping. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. I am your host Austin and today we have some very juicy topics to discuss so grab your tip cups and let's start sipping. Our first topic we're going to talk about is Lonnie Love and her recent interviews. So Lonnie Love has been recently doing interview on a tour of interviews talking about her book, um, I Tried to Change So You Don't Have To, a book where she opens up about her life and her changes in Hollywood. But in the book, she talks about something that she says she doesn't want to talk about anymore, and that is the firing of Tamar Braxton and how it affected the real. Now, for me, she has always, um, Lonnie Love has always been the type that, to me, I felt like she had something to do with the firing of Tamar, and she didn't really like Tamar, in my opinion. On the show, she would give her a side eye and make um, side comments about what Tamar had to say, but she recently said that she didn't want to talk about it anymore, but now that she's on this book tour, she felt that she had to address some things because she felt like it was time to address, I guess. But since the real since the real fire Tamar and Lonnie's still talking about it and she stated that she's over it. She stated a long time ago that she was over it. But Lonnie goes on in the interview to say that she felt impacted by the firing of Tamar from people bullying her online, fat shaming her and basically saying that she was the reason why Tamar was fired. Now in my opinion I feel that Lonnie Love knew something about Tamar being fired. All them people at that table, nobody knew nothing about Tamar being fired. Come on, y'all. I mean, really. You Okay, so she said that they went to a um, a photo shoot and Tamar wasn't there. That don't make sense. How y'all go to a, a photo shoot to promote the next season or whatever and y'all don't see Tamar? It had, it, come on, Lonnie, it had to be some meetings in between, some meetings here and there about what's happening next with the show. You don't, of course, they're going to let you know who's the co-host, who's going to be sitting at your table with you hosting the show. Just like at The View, they, I'm pretty sure they know when another person is going to be a new host on the show. So, Lonnie, I don't believe that you didn't know anything about Tamar being fired. You, if Even if you say you didn't, okay, so even if you say, hey, I didn't, I didn't have anything to do with her being fired, that was none of my doings or anything like that, you knew something was happening behind the scenes. And I just feel like y'all gave Tamar the bad end of the stick. So Lonnie goes on to say she was, of course, fat shamed and bullied online. And basically she said that she was feeling left in the dark about thing about Tamar being fired and told from the higher ups that it wasn't any of her business of why Tamar is not on the show. But but then Lonnie said that she would in the interview, Lonnie said that she would invite Tamar back on the show anytime the doors open. But I feel that Tamar, just like Tamar said, she doesn't want to be back to be a marketing tool for ratings and views. And besides, if a show kicked me off and said, I don't want you back, I'm not going back to that show. Just like a job. If you if they fire you or if they or you quit or whatever, why are you going back? Like, I don't understand. Why would you go back to that place where you didn't feel like you was deserving or didn't feel that you needed that, that you were in the right space. 
And for me, I feel that um, the real was not real enough for Tamar. Just like when Amanda Seals quit, the real is not real. Like like I said in previous podcasts, they gloss over topics, they gloss over important stuff, and try to put funny spins on it. But Tamar, as well as Amanda Seals, who left the show, they have voices and they um, want to be heard. So that's how I feel about that. I just feel like Lonnie. If you're done talking about it, why keep talking about it? If you're done discussing it, you don't want to discuss it no more. Why um, write it in your book? That's just that does that defeats the purpose for saying you're finished with something. So in other Tamar news, Tamar and her nemesis, <laughs> K. Michelle, are back feuding again after after Tamar Braxton suddenly threw shade at um, K. Michelle when it was asked. Would she do a versus battle against her? Okay, so on this on the um, podcast, she was I mean on the show, she was asked by um, T. S. Madison, the host of the um, show, the Queen Supreme Court, would she ever do? Who would she do a versus with? And people were saying, "Oh, you should do a versus with um, this person, that person." And then the name K. Michelle came up, and she was just. Tamar, you know, Tamar throws shade without saying she's being shady. And then um, everybody started laughing. So you knew it was shade because you threw it and they caught it. <laughs> but, and then K. Michelle caught wind of Tamar throwing shade. And um, she responded to Tamar and basically accused Tamar of sleeping with a married man. Who was which was Jermaine Dupree's daddy? She said Tamar slept with Jermaine Dupree's daddy, but Tamar didn't respond to that or whatever. And K. Michelle kept going on her rant and said that she was sleeping with a married man and got to a fight in the elevator with the married man's wife. And the brat, the, the rapper, the brat also um, confirmed that rumor on, on the Ricky Smiley show and said she did in fact get into a fight on the elevator. I mean, why everybody want to get in fights on elevators? Everybody can't be Solange and Jay-Z. Everybody can't be the Carters. Like, everybody wants to fight, but on elevators, why? So so you know, so you could say it happened and it didn't really happen. But I just feel like Tamar and Kay Michelle need to just stop just just stop the petty stuff. They both like attention. They both they both come from the reality show world and they want to be seen, heard, and all this different kind of stuff. But in regards to being asked, would she do a versus battle? I don't think Tamar has the cat the um, catalog big enough to do a versus battle with K. Michelle. I mean, she. I mean, they both can sing. They both got songs. They both got hits that we all love. But is it worth a versus battle? Uh, I don't know. That's. Mm, I don't know about that. What y'all Tamarians or K. Michelleians think about that? I don't know about that. That's not a. That's not a versus battle, in my opinion. Um, and then type and K. Michelle um, was was going off, and then she um, responded to Tamar's boyfriend David, who was defending Tamar, saying that it didn't happen, and all this different kind of stuff that did not happen in the elevator. But this stuff was before David was even in the picture. How did David know what happened in the elevator? But Tamar, um, but Tamar's boyfriend David was just taken up for her. And K. Michelle, I was on her side. And I was agreeing with her about this whole um, 
um, sh- being shady stuff until she threw shade at David and made fun of his accent. Now, K. Michelle, you dug yourself a, a bigger hole with that one. You can't just be making fun of people's accents. We don't do that around here. But but in the end, I just feel like K. Michelle and Tamar just need to stay away from each other, leave each other alone. Don't ask K. Michelle questions about Tamar and don't ask Tamar questions about K. Michelle. It's simple as that. On to the next King of Atlanta or King of the South. T.I. is... It has been reported that T.I. will be, become a professor this fall and will join in teaching the business of trap music, a course at Clark Atlanta University this fall. The, it's a course that it will teach the origin and culture of business and the business side of trap music. So how do y'all feel about that? I, I feel that it's a great idea because T.I. is a big influence in the rap community, in the trap music community, in the Atlanta scene. And he's very knowledgeable about the trap music. And and he didn't he create the trap museum and all that different kind of stuff. So I feel like he could give some people some insight on what goes on in the world and uh, in the world of music and how they could. And those people that want to break into the music industry, whether it be managing, singing, or any type of in type, any type of things in the music industry, he can give them insights and um, his take on what it takes to be in the industry. Somebody also made a comment and said, we need more um, celebrities to do stuff like this, such as um, teach the up-and-coming new people about what they've learned in the industry and use what they've learned to help um, people as they trying to break into this new industry. I think this is a good idea. Somebody also said Amanda Seals would be good a good professor at teaching the black experience. Yeah, she would be a good um professor about teaching the black experience, but Amanda Seals is I don't know how to put this, but Amanda Seals just comes off arrogant to me like she can't never be wrong. So that's how I feel that um she would she would get in arguments with her kids and her classes. But but on the other hand, I do think celebrities or famous people or music or successful music people should be in the, should take a hand and be like TI and be in these courses to help teach these um up and coming artists on how to be professional and work and work ethic and the business side of music. Because it's not just about singing and rapping if you want to be famous. You got to know the business skill. You have to be business minded and all the other stuff. So congratulations to T.I. on his new venture on being a college professor at Clark Atlanta University. So let's get on down to these BET awards. So first of all, I was feeling like this wasn't going to be a good a good idea because it wasn't in front, of a, in front of a studio audience. But boy, was I wrong. This was one of the best BET Awards they had in their whole 20 years, in my opinion. Amanda Seals was the host. She did a pretty good job, but that didn't... Her jokes was falling flat. She would say stuff and what about it there to laugh. I didn't know if to laugh or not, but she did a good job hosting the BET Awards. I love the fact that the BET Awards was very pro-black. And that it had um, all this blackness being celebrated, despite what is going on in the world, we still celebrate our blackness, our black power, which was a great, which was um, pretty good to see that showcase on the BET Awards. I mean, we see it on the BET Awards, but not this heavily since all this um, killings and police brutality have been been more um, 
more prevalent in these day and time. Um, a rapper, Roddy Rich, and his performance and his performance was very good. I don't really follow his music like that, but it was a good performance. But is it me? I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but is it me? Does, but does all these new age rappers sound exactly the same? They either mumbling, rapping about the same thing. You can't understand what they're saying. You can only understand a few words, but they just sound the exact, exact same. But I mean, he did a good job. His visual was very um, entertaining. I enjoyed his performance. John Legend sang us, sang us a nice ballad to sleep called We Will Never Break. <laughs> Y'all know John Legend was singing you to sleep, but he sounded good. I liked the performance. I liked the choir in the background in black. It was pretty good. It was talking about how we won't break. No matter what goes on in your life, you must not break. It was pretty good. Now, I didn't pay attention to everybody who won awards, and so congratulations to everybody who won awards, but... I'm just going to talk about the performances and what I liked and different things like that. Now, Megan Thee Stallion, she won the award for Best Female Rap, which she's very deserving because she she's very deserving because she had a great year this year. Her performance of Savage was very amazing, and I I like Megan Thee Stallion. She's just pretty. She's just easy going. She's real she's easy going. She um can twerk you to death. Her knees, I mean, her knees is probably give out by now. But I would, but what I would wish and would like to see happen was Beyonce in that in that performance. Now everybody know I love Beyonce, so I'm gonna talk about Beyonce. But I loved that she did Savage, and um, she had Beyonce playing in the background, and she did she danced to it. Like Megan Thee Stallion, you are really doing it this year, and kind of she can't do wrong in my book. I like that she had that. Um, she gave she gave her performance gave us. Um, Tupac, 90s, California love tease. It was hot. I liked it. She rode up on them four-wheelers trying, trying to be bad and stuff. I liked it. It was pretty good. Megan, you, you did good this year in my book. Some people were saying um, Nicki Minaj deserved that award and stuff uh, for best um, rap, but Nicki Minaj ain't done nothing this year. Like I, I ain't seen nothing that Nicki Minaj has done. <laughs> but I mean, she's been on songs and stuff, but it's not like she's Done spectacular. Megan The Stallion has done spectacular this year. She's done. She's released song after song after song after song, and she's been on it with the Queen Bee. She's like she's like Megan The Stallion is on her way up. Let me just say that. Also, the BT Awards. I loved how creative and unique these performances were. When the BT Awards go back live and be in front of the audience and stuff, I want them to spend more time on their budget and putting it into. Um, music performances than um, hiring people than, than whatever they do with their money over there at BET. Because the performances on this show was way better than the performances than other performances on BET shows. BET award shows in the past. It has been great looking at these shows. Like I like I'm like it's like going back in the day when you used to watch music videos on BET. Now that was a time. Um, the the baby he did a performance in a tribute to police brutality and the death of George Floyd. With he had a police officer's knee on his neck and he was rapping, and it was a, a message video. I love a good message video. But aside from the, the the baby's past and him being violent, he's a good rapper in my opinion. Like he's like one of those rappers that I could see being in the past or being like back in the day type of rappers. He. 
although he do sound like the, all these other rappers sometimes, I just feel like he has a um a good rap skill. Like he he knows what he's talking about. He and he articulates that well. And his video was hot. I just liked it. Jennifer Hudson came came on the performance stage and brought us down, brought down the house with the rendition of Nina Simone's "To Be Young, Gifted, and Black." Now, Nina Simone is one of my favorite artists. I just watched the Nina Simone movie this um, weekend, and Nina Simone is one of my favorite artists. So, so for her to sing that song, it done my heart good. But Jennifer Hudson knows how to gospel up a song, and that's good and bad because. Nina Simone's music was was gospel and it was soulful, but it wasn't like take us to church like like Jennifer Hudson did. But I enjoyed the performance that Jennifer Hudson did. She was in all white and had um, the background singers in all white. And I didn't know Jennifer Hudson had to play the piano, but she did, and she did great. Also, y'all, y'all be be checking out that um, Aretha Franklin movie that's coming out. Respect in December. Jennifer Hudson did did a good job on the trailer. I enjoy, I enjoyed the trailer so much. Now Wayne Brady did a tribute to Little Richard. <laughs> now I had no idea Little Little Wayne. I had no, excuse me. I had no idea that Wayne Brady was a singer that he performed like that. I just thought he was just one of them black guys trying trying to do white comedy, but. But he killed that performance of Little Richard. Like he embodied Little Richard. He did dances. He sounded like Little Richard. He um, done like he had the energy of Little Richard. He had the clothes of Little Richard. I never thought Wayne Brady could put on a performance like that. But he did great. Now that was one of my favorite parts of the show. He definitely had Little Richard's energy embodied in him. So kudos to Wayne Brady. I didn't know he could sing like that. Little. Little Wayne paid tribute to Kobe Bryant and his daughter when they for for their passing, and that that performance was enjoyable. I'm not a fan of Little Wayne like that, but the performance was enjoyable as a tribute. Next, <laughs> Alicia Keys performed at the piano and did a tribute to all the lives that were taken during this police brutality situation going on. Side note, I don't like listening to sad songs a lot, but that song was nice. Alicia Keys, she did what she does, um, play the piano and sang a song. That's all I can say about that. Chloe and Halle performed. They gave us op- operatic vocals and in-sync dancing. Like, um, I want them to do something else. I mean, I love Chloe and Halle. I love them, but I want them to sound different. Like, I want them to sound different like this. This opera and this, um, I don't know. It's just like, it seems like they do opera singing all the time. And then it's like they, um, I don't know. It's just like they're doing opera songs. But they did good. I like them. And they they had a side-by-side um, of them battling each other. Like two Hollies over here, two Holly and Chloe's over here, two Holly and Chloe's over here. They were battling, basically. And it, it was a good video. I like the video. I like the songs. But I just... I just need them to do a different type of vocal with, with their songs. Jonathan Gospel singer Jonathan McReynolds sung one of my favorite songs of his called People. Y'all need to go listen to that song. It's called People off of his album. And um, it's, his performance was pretty good. Pretty good. He always is a guitar and a mic 
type of person. He doesn't need all that all the theatrics, but he sang that song. Like that was pretty good. And then they brought out Kane country music star Kane Brown for hit for a performance. And um about us being one person. Kane Brown is is he white or mixed or something like that. But to to see that um Jonathan McReynolds song People and um Kane Brown's song, I forget the name of it. Them songs matched together. That was good. I enjoyed that. Then the Queens of Gospel, the Queen and the Princess of Gospel came up on the stage and tore the house down. Karen Clark joined her daughter, Kiara Sheard, and they did a duet of Kiara's song, Something Has to Break. And let me tell you, those girls can sing their hearts out. And they were singing, they were ministering. I almost shed a tear. It was so good. They sung that song like the Clark sisters and Kiara Sheard, they're nothing to be played with. They will, if you don't believe when they if when they start singing, you'll believe when it's over with. <laughs> So I enjoyed that performance. So at the end of the show, our first lady gave Michelle Obama, our first lady Michelle Obama, excuse me, gave Beyonce the award for best for BT humanitarian award for her efforts in her works with the Be Good Foundation. Listen, y'all can hate on Beyonce and whatever y'all want to. She can't uh, act. She sounds the same. Y'all don't like her new music and stuff like that. But y'all cannot deny that this girl has been a humanitarian. She has um, helped with, she has created a fund, a foundation called the, the Be Good Foundation. And she's partnered with Tyler Perry and I think some more celebrities. I'm not sure, but, and they are giving um, people free testing for coronavirus. They are helping the poor and less fortunate. She also has a lot of, um, like a like a boys and girls type club in Houston, and um, she she's working with her church to do different stuff. Um, her hometown church to do different stuff to help the community. But one thing I didn't know about Beyonce, I didn't know that she was Methodist. I I grew up Methodist church based person, and Beyonce grew up Methodist, so we both the same. <laughs> but anyway, Beyonce used her platform as a way of action and a way of her music. She not only does use her platform as far as giving back stuff, but she uses her musical platform to voice how she feels about what's going on in the world. And I feel like a lot of artists should to take lead to that. If you're an art, people say artists should stick to making music. Yeah, they should stick to making music, but they should have the music that that um that shows that they want this to stop or take a stand. Because if you listen to the lyrics of a, if you listen to a song just for the beat, okay, I understand that. But listen to the words of d- these songs that people put out that are um, positive about the police brutality. It's just saying that they're against it. They hate it. They don't want, they need it to stop. And so if you're a fan of these artists or whatever, you, you will, this music that they release will help you. And um, you will be, um, what am I trying to say? Oh, these people, this music that they release, it will motivate you to go out there and make change and stuff. But when I tell y'all Beyonce looked good in that video, in that um acceptance video, she looked it good. Her hair was just straight. Like I like Beyonce with straight hair, but she did a great job on that um on that um presentation. Speaking of Beyonce, Beyonce released a song last week called Black Parade. 
Now that is a song that I enjoy. It's a celebration. It's a celebration song of her blackness and her roots, where she come from, and why she celebrates the way she celebrates herself. To me, in my opinion, I love this new um, Beyonce pro black black um, power um, type um, feel that she's giving in her new in her music and stuff because she's saying that y'all, I'm I'm not not just a, a show pony. I, I know more. I know more about what's going on in the world. I'm not just um, here to sing, sing to y'all. I'm here to um, take a stand and um, be a part of the change. So I'll enjoy that song. So go listen to Black Parade and all that different different stuff. And go listen to some black music that motivates you to um, go out there and make, make a difference in the world. Also on July 31st, Beyonce and Disney Plus will be dropping a musical film entitled Black is King. Celebrating our black culture and our ancestry. Now, this is something I cannot wait to see because I w- I didn't expect this from a um, platform like Disney. I always thought Disney would remain neutral and not care about what's and not really care about what's going on in the world and not and be that safe haven to go away from. But I will tell you that Beyonce. Beyonce working with Disney is the best thing I ever seen because she's gonna make sure some blackness going on in that Disney Plus um, room, and if it's not, she ain't gonna stand for it. But I feel like, I mean, I'm gonna be looking forward to Blackest King, Blackest King on Disney Plus. So y'all go ahead and get y'all's um, y'all Disney Plus subscriptions together. Borrow from somebody, borrow from family. I have several people borrowing, borrowing my accounts, but um, just. Just make sure y'all go support the queen, support the blackness, support everything. So we talked about the BET Awards. It was great. We talked about um, T.I. becoming a professor. We talked about Tamar and K. Michelle. We talked about Lonnie Love and Tamar. So that's basically all I have for today. Uh, oh, yeah. Let's let's talk about um, this Respect movie trailer. Now... They released a trailer for the Aretha Frank, the Respect movie, the Aretha Franklin movie, starring Jennifer Hudson. And let me tell you, this thing looks like it's gonna be Oscars writ up and down. This thing. Um, when I watch the trailer, I see um, Mary J. Blige, Marlon Wayans, um, Forrest Whitaker, and I'm here to go see this movie. At first, I thought this was gonna be Effie White meets. Um, Effie White from Dreamgirls meets Aretha Franklin, but it's not. Um, Jennifer Hudson sounds just like Aretha Franklin in this movie. She looks like her. She embodies her. I just can't wait to see what they show us. I hope they show the truth and not just gloss over certain things now that Miss Franklin is gone. But go out and support that movie in December. So, yeah. All right, y'all. So that's all I have for today. I hope you enjoy the show. Thank you for listening. Oh, and to close, before I go to close the show, I'd like to say this is um, a quote that um, Nina Simone said in her song, Young, Gifted, and Black. To be young, gifted, and black Oh, what a precious dream to be young, gifted, and black. So just remember that if you're young, gifted, and black, or whatever whatever you are, just remember to use your gift 
and to um, celebrate yourself. Thank you. Bye, guys. Hey, guys, thank you for listening to Tea Time with Austin, and I hope you enjoyed everything. Follow me on my Instagram at Tea Time with Austin, and I will see you next time for more juicy tea. Bye.